All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Columbus Uncut Podcast, where Caleb and I bring you current events, sports, beer, guests, and all things Columbus, Ohio, unfiltered and uncut. I am Sean, here with my co-host Caleb, and uh, we're finally recording. What a cluster of a night. We've tried to record on multiple different computers because our setup is just moved around a little bit and it just was not working on anything we've been trying to get it to work on and on top of that we've been sitting on these bar stools that are making our asses numb it's just it's not been good but we're finally recording the episode you know when i was 20 years old and i picked a picture to rage or friday night this is exactly what i pictured right here so we'd like to welcome everyone to the podcast um again i am sean here with my co-host caleb uh and before we get started on the the segments and everything that we talk about i'd like to remind everyone you can follow us on social media we have a twitter it's at uh columbus underscore uncut it (laughs) (laughs) the way that you just looked at me because you i don't think you can <laughs> exactly what it was that that's just making the Dude, night even more better this is gonna it's be just a, been a night this man. is gonna be a funny episode i can just feel it already it's just been a night so yes twitter at columbus underscore uncut instagram at columbus underscore uncut if you need to find any of our links i just recommend going to our link tree which we will put in the show notes from there you can find our uh links to our twitter our instagram our discord and also our Teespring page, page where you <laughs> <laughs> Teespring page where you can find hoodies, T-shirts, uh, all the cool uh, gadgets and gizmos galore. As uh, the little mermaid. <laughs> <laughs> I keep, I literally keep saying this every time, but I, I'm getting one of those Columbus Uncut hoodies right. here in the next couple of weeks because I can't take it much longer. All right, so as far as what we'll be talking about tonight, of course, we're going to have our beer segment where we will be covering the Land Grant Frozen Grove um, Winter Wheat Ale. We will (laughs) Dude, I am absolutely loving this. I'm trying to look away and... (laughs) Oh, not right into the mic, but it's just I and I haven't even really spoken yet, but I guarantee when I do, I'm just gonna go <laughs> to left field on something and not be able to pronounce anything. Off the rails. Well, we're also gonna cover our normal food segment, so we finally made it to one of our restaurants. Finally. Finally. Uh, we made it to Trattoria Roma <laughs> on Granville. And then we'll do a quick sports overview. Uh, and then pretty much wrap it up with uh, talking about winter, what what we're looking forward to this winter, and you know winter's here, so uh, shouldn't be too long of an episode tonight. Last week was a long one; we had a two-hour episode due to the interview we did with my buddy Mike, who's in the Special Forces. If you haven't caught that episode, definitely recommend uh, going back and checking it out. If for nothing else, just skip skip towards the interview, and you hear a lot of interesting crazy stuff about you know what he does uh in the special forces so with all that said and uh intro that already has just gone off the rails uh let's get into our beer segment uh, i do want to say before we get into the beer segment uh these next couple weeks 
uh, here coming after uh, Thanksgiving and like leading up to the beginning of Christmas, we do have guests already lined up. So we're not going to reveal the guests right now, but the week leading up to the episode, we are going to post online on Twitter and on Instagram and whatever in our Discord, just letting everybody know like what guest is coming on so you can be prepared uh, for that episode. So... It, you don't have to uh, struggle through just episodes of Sean and I, uh, obviously not being able to speak properly because we're so flustered from <laughs> trying to set up our our setup tonight. It's just been a complete cluster, right? So, but now we're having a beer. Finally, tonight we're having uh, Frozen Grove Winter Wheat Ale uh, by Land Grant Bre- Land Grant Brewing Company. Uh, located here in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, it is a 5.1% beer. Um, like I said, winter wheat ale. It is made with uh, some hops that I thought had a pretty funny name that I can honestly barely pronounce. The hops are called Hallertau Middlefru, which is, I mean, basically how I just talked is how Sean was trying to pronounce Paige earlier, <laughs> so it works out. Um, but this beer is made with um, orange zest flavor and spice, and it is also uh, light. Is uh, I mean, it's only 5.1%. Um, the description on the website is an energizing jolt of sunshine to melt away those frigid months. So... Hey, let's take a, let's take a sip. Definitely very orangey. Yeah, Good I though. would not. Wow, I mean, we'll get into it. Yeah, we'll definitely get into it. Um, so normally uh, I go into some facts and uh, different things uh, about the brewery. Uh, Land Grant is uh, located here in Columbus in Franklinton. Um, they have a warehouse uh, tap room down there on West Town Street. And um, they churn out roughly ten to 15,000 BBLs of beer annually. And if we remember from last week when I talked about, you know, Great Lakes pumping out, uh, I forget how many, like, hundreds of, but it ended up being... Uh, something like 832,000 gallons or something of beer. Uh, Land Grant produces, let me pull out the calculator here, 15,000 times 31, 450,000 gallons of beer. So they do about half of what Great Lakes and stuff does. And not only do they have their uh, Franklinton tap room, they also have a tap room I've seen uh, in the airport. So you can go... There too, the and airport beers always great beers, right? Which I think is pretty cool. Um, another fun fact is uh, originally the owners or the guys who started it, Adam Benner and Walt Keys, uh, they had the name uh, Oval Brewing Company. They both went to Ohio State, both these guys, and so they were trying to, you know, name it something after that, and then they ended up changing the name to Land Grant uh, as a result of the, uh, says the Moral Act of 1862, which uh, it's, I honestly, there's so much to read is about that it. Where, 
like we got the part of Ohio that Ohio and Michigan fought over? Uh, that's what I was trying to. Does that have anything to do with that? I have no idea. 1862, though. That, that's Federal not, that's... land given to the states as a part of an act originally belonged to the Native Americans and were taken from them in the darker periods of our country's history. That's... Uh, we recognize that by having the name land grant. So uh... this land was granted to us from the Indians, is my guess, is where we're going with this. Indians. Yes. <laughs> the uh, <laughs> the uh, name change came in 2012. Uh Adam and Walt uh, started brewing beer as a hobby between 2006 and 2011. Uh, then they started a Kickstarter in 2012, which is kind of like the, you know, when you don't have enough money to kind of get it started, you have a bunch of people, kind of like a GoFundMe, but for businesses. Um, so they raised 30000 Uh They uh, had trouble finding a building in Grandview at first, but then they found uh, their home in Franklinton in a... Old Elevator Factory, which I thought is pretty cool. It's from the 1920s. Um, wow. Gave them a lot of space where they could uh, set up all their um, equipment to brew all the beer. Uh, and in 2014, they opened the tap room for the first time. Uh, and they had the beers, the 1862 Ale, the Son of Mutter Brown Ale, Greenskeeper Session IPA, and Stiff Arm IPA. Um, is all that they had brewed when they uh, did the ribbon cutting there. Uh, 2015, they had made a partnership with the Columbus Crew. Uh, so they do have a Columbus Crew beer called Massive, which is delicious, by the way. I wish we would have had it on an episode earlier when it was warm out because it's one of my favorite summer beers. <clears throat> um, here's another thing right here. 2016, when they opened the airport location, like I said, uh, land grant also starts being served in Ohio Stadium, where the Buckeyes play in uh, 2016. Good luck, right? Getting a beer, I know. In Ohio Stadium, right? That's probably the one that's got the line that wraps all the way around Pro the whole stadium. Honestly, would not be surprised. The last time I got a land grant beer from there, I don't even remember getting the beer. Jeez. It was a rough one. Um, then they started getting food trucks and stuff outside their place. Uh, everyone's probably been to Ray Ray's Hog Pit. Uh, it's a place we haven't got to go yet. I, I've been there, but I talked about taking you and Whitney there sometime. Um, super good barbecue. They joined them in 2017. Uh, they have a beer garden uh, that they put outside of the front of the tap room. That was in 2018. And in 2019, they had their fifth anniversary party. Um, so, yeah. I wonder awesome. what number of brewer they were. Yeah, I... That's a great question. It does not have that on here. 2012 um, was seven, right? Uh, well, who was it that opened in 2012? They were the seventh. What did we say? I don't know, man. It's all getting tied together. Been this doing rate. this too long, right? But uh, like I said before, those four beers that I mentioned at the beginning, those are like their staples. But they have come out with so many. Different kinds, it's like this Frozen Grove we're drinking right now. Uh, one of my personal favorites of theirs, uh, I love having it around lunchtime. I picked up a six-pack of it today, Beard Crumbs. Beard I crumbs. I absolutely love that beer, and I always cannot wait until it gets cold out so I can start drinking that. Uh, it's a seasonal beer, um, but absolutely love it. And I think everyone's had like a stiff arm 
before, which is one of their popular ones. Never had or Greenskeeper. Those are, I mean, in our golf shop uh, back at Heritage, we used to have Greenskeeper on tap that you could just walk in the golf shop like when you're shopping and and get a beer. Wow. It was it was pretty sweet. Um, so yeah, that's a, some facts about Land Grant. Uh, one other fun fact: the one of the guys who started Adam uh, back in oh gosh. I forget what year it was, but they started this Euchre League in the wintertime. Oh. And my buddy Nate and I, we were, like, either just out of college or maybe still in it and, like, looking for something to do on Monday nights. And so we started going to play Euchre. And at the time, there wasn't very many people that played. You got free yellow brick pizza. It cost no money to get into the event. And it was every Monday. And then uh, <clears throat> you would play like four or five games against four different teams. Well, like I said, there wasn't very many people. So Adam and some of the other guys that worked there or, and own it, they would play. So like we got to meet them and hang out. And then turns out Adam came and played out at Heritage a couple times while I was there. Plus Land, we carried Land Grant beer. So I got to see him. So now when I see him, like we kind of remember each other. We're not as close as... Uh, <clears throat> like, we're not. I wouldn't invite him to. I mean, My I would name drop him. exactly. Yeah, but when we the run across each other, I'm like, oh yeah, it's Adam, and he says, oh hey Caleb, you know, it's one of those kind of things. Well, shoot, do they still do a euchre league, man? Yes, they do. And actually, uh, the I, the email just went out for the sign up. Uh, I just <laughs> I don't know if I can go on a Monday anymore to go oh, do it. Well, and also. A little closer to us, Crooked Can is doing one on Are Thursday you? nights. Yeah, it's also free to get into. There we go. A little There's bit closer. League. It's hard to get down to Franklinton, yeah. but I did. I played in that Euchre League at Land Grant for like three three or four years. Well, we're and not going to miss that Crooked Can one for sure. It was awesome. So I, I honestly love Land Grant beers. I have nothing bad to say about them. I love picking them up. I love grabbing them at places uh, since I started my job, you know, I've been just testing out a bunch of stuff, but when you texted me and you're like, oh, we got to get that Tinsel beer, well, I grabbed that, and then I grabbed all these other ones, and we're going to save Tinsel for a little closer to Christmas time, but that's why we're having the Frozen Grove, so right. cool little story there, but uh, let's let's see what we're, uh, what we're tasting from this, so Sean, what, yeah. do you, uh, what do you think so far? This is an absolutely delicious beer. Um... It's got a weird mixture of flavors. Like you said, you definitely get that orange flavor, but it's not a strong orange fruity flavor like you'd have in a Blue Moon or uh, what was that beer I had last night? had a very strong orange. Lost Coast. The Lost Coast. Tangerine wheat, yeah. Yeah, it's not as strong, but you also get this weird mixture of like the winter beer spice. Yeah. That is... You know, it doesn't sound like those two things should be together, but they are in this beer, and it's delicious. Yeah. I mean, absolutely delicious. I could get on board with this kind of winter beer for sure. Get away from the stouts and get into the winter weed ales. See, it's funny that you say you're not feeling too overpowered by the orange. I'm getting a ton of orange. But then again, like, I'm just not a big orange fan. This beer is really good. But, like, I just don't like oranges. So, But I can't knock the beer for having orange in it. Because I think it's – I mean, it's a really good combo with the spice and the orange. 
Um, but do you think it's got as strong of an orange taste? I do, just because I can pick orange out of anything, I feel like. But other than that, I think it's great. The The weed ale part of it, I get that, like, in the background. And I'm like, okay, if if I was making this beer for myself and I we had to include the same ingredients, I would just tone the orange down for me a little bit mm-hmm. and then rock with it. And I, I mean, yeah. I'm all over it. I think it tastes delicious. The orange is just... Like I said, because I can pick that out, it's just a little bit overpowering. For I me. also like the spice, how it's not too right. It's not. A, it's not terribly like, aggressive. Because you could like you get the spice is always good on the winter beers, but you'll have one that's like just it's good to have one with right. the spice where it's just too much. Right. Or if you had another, it's like oh man, I don't know if I could finish this but this one i could definitely have multiple like i said on their website this got a five out of six when it comes to crushability crushability that's right so so we could crush five out of six of these right i i could definitely get behind that so overall you know i think it's it's really good um i'll let you go with your description before we get into the the ratings but um well, before we get into the ratings, we should probably talk about the can because I feel like we always wait to talk about the can till after. Do we want to? I mean, include the can in our rating as far as like, oh, because maybe no- you have a eight beer, but it's got a four can that brings See, you down I feel to like a six. That's when it gets a little. That gets complicated. A little right? too much, yeah. So I think we still rock with. We're basing our score based off the flavor. Okay. But we include the can thing in beforehand, and it's not going to make a difference of the score. Because uh, everything that you said about how the beer tasted, I also felt the same way. But like I said, the orange was just a little too overpowering for me. Um, this can is light blue with white, and it has an orange tree on the front, and like a whole winter background with some snow. Um, I always love what Land Grant does with their cans. Uh and they change them, like, every year. Like, the Beard Crumbs can, you saw earlier the guy, like, yeah. on the front with the beard or whatever. It looked way different. It was just so much, like, more dark purple can than that. That one has, like, some actual color to it. Um, I love what they do with it. They make every single one look like its own. Mm-hmm. You know? they. I can tell they spend a lot of time doing that, and I really enjoy that. Plus, I think it's pretty cool that they have the Beers with the Brewers podcast, like, they have yeah. their podcast even on there. If we ever get popular enough, I wonder how much it would cost for us to get Columbus Uncut podcast just in a tiny little section. Shoot. I just like to talk with them. Yeah. Oh, well, we, I'm sure we could get a hold of Adam at some point and yeah. get him on here. That would be sweet. Or we could go to him. I mean, oh, yeah. they probably have a better podcast set up than we do. Right, and if we they, could ever figure <laughs> right, out how to We could be like, record. can we borrow your equipment and post <laughs> on our site? Yeah. No, I, I I, mean, as far as the can, I absolutely love it. I think Land Grant's one of those, like, they have a specific style of artwork that you can see. Um, I mean, like, even in the picture that we put out on the Instagram earlier. To all the can designs, totally different, but the same style of artwork. Right. So you can tell that it's a Land Grant, which you can also tell they got the, the logo on them, but um, it, it's very distinctive and unique to to their brewery and the last thing i'll say is it i like it because it's a 
winter beer and the artwork and the style kind of reminds me of like the old claymation winter or christmas movies yeah you know, i was gonna say like charlie and, brown yeah yeah you know what i mean yeah and rudolph i kind of get that vibe off all it, those yeah. old i don't know i don't even know if they still play them anymore but oh i'm sure they do the old claymation christmas movies that's kind of what it reminds me of so great can overall i'd put it up there with definitely the some of one of the better ones we've had on the podcast okay well, before we rate, uh, I do want to ask, because I don't know how many land-grant beers you've had. Is this the first one? Uh, I've probably had <laughs> one or two somewhere. That, okay. You know, because I'm not, like, if I'm going somewhere to try, I mean, you know how we are. Yeah, yeah. Like, if I'm going somewhere to try beers, I don't get the same beer normally right. twice. Right, uh, Well, because just I, try whatever. The so. only reason is because I was going to ask what your current favorite Land Grant beers, but oh, if I you can't even, you yeah, exactly. Know. I've had, God knows how many, and like I said, Beard Crumbs is my favorite. But now that you're here, you know, in Columbus, we're and we're gonna keep trying them since I bought a ton of six packs, and plus we can go down to the tap room and right. whatever. Um, so I'll score it first. Um, I'm gonna give this a seven point two. Wow, I thought it was gonna be lower. After I the, I really the like the taste. And the only thing that got it into the sevens was because the oranges. Wait a second, back up. What? Did you add a point two in there? I did. Now? I now did. It's seven point two. Now yeah. we're going. Oh yeah. man, we're down to the yeah. the tenth. Like I said in earlier episodes, I may have gotten hit hard in my helmet, and part of my Buckeye leaf came off, so I only have point two of a Buckeye leaf right. left on my helmet. Okay. So I'm going seven point two. And it probably would have been closer to an eight if the orange wasn't so overpowering for me. But like we've talked about, the orange wasn't as overpowering for you. Like you like that. So that's all personal preference. So the only reason I'm rating it 7.2 is because to me the orange is overpowering. But the rest of the beer tastes phenomenal. Right. I am giving – I mean you mentioned it. I'm giving it an eight. Which is pretty high on our scales, my scale. The only thing I think that we've got had higher is the Bodie, obviously. Oh, well, yeah. Which I think I was at nine and a half around that. That's going to be hard to get up there. But as far as, like, I like this beer a lot. It's really good. So I'll give it eight Buckeye Leaves and uh, probably have another one after this one. Yeah, I mean, you gave Bodie 9.5. I gave it a nine. Mike gave it a 9.1. Wow. So... Mike, the first one to bust out the, the in right. between the nine and a well, half. Well, and that was I went with a flat number, which I normally don't do, so it's kind of kind of a little bit strange. But that's our beer this week. Um, looking forward to doing some more Land Grant beers. And uh, what's been pretty crazy is every beer segment we've actually had a different beer from a different place, and yep. we're gonna keep trying to do that as much as we can. But at a certain point, we're gonna get to this thing where we're like. Okay, well, we've already done land grant, but I want to have another land grant beer. And we just talked about that with the tinsel one that we're going to try in a couple weeks. So there won't be as much facts. We'll just spend more time actually talking about what it tastes like. So we'll move on from that to the food, which... uh, Real quick, before we move on to the food. yeah. If anyone from land grant is listening to this, please uh, give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter... We're going to tag you guys. Uh, we'll take a picture of the beer and tag it. But uh, we'd love to uh, get a follow and get any feedback from anyone that we talk about on the podcast. So. Well, and Evan is a, 
uh, knows those guys way better than anyone. I mean, he. I think he knows them pretty good, so he he might be able to. Uh, there we go. Drop a, drop yeah. a name and let us uh, send him the old Facebook post. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. That's all we need. <laughs> All right, so now as we move into the food segment, real quick overview of the food segment. I We bought foodie card decks, so each deck uh, has, basically each card in the deck has a restaurant or someplace on it within the Columbus area that we go to every week, um, try out the food, take the family, um, enjoy the time out, uh, and really just come back on the episode and do a review of that location. And then what we do at the end of the you know, segment where we talk about the place is we draw the card for the next week. So last week we drew a place called Trattoria Roma. Uh, and Trattoria Roma is located at 1447 Grandview Avenue in Columbus. So it's uh, really, you know, southwest side of, uh, or south, yeah, southwest side of Columbus on Grandview um really cool location um really just overall awesome spot this is the first place we've actually gotten to go that we have that we drew the card out of drawing three cards since finally made literally it every other place is permanently closed or some random thing like that yeah so um we did end up uh so i guess get getting the before we get ahead of ourselves to give you a little bit of information about trattoria roma so uh, the name Trattoria is derived from Latin, which means to treat, and Italian, which means to host. Uh, it's a small family-owned eatery. <clears throat> it was opened by Richard DiPaolo and his family in 1990. They originally had a location on Morse Road, um, but later uh, moved their current look to their current location into in the spring of 2000. Uh, their mission is to provide an amazing Italian meal using local sources through the course of each season served by a professional, knowledgeable, and friendly staff in a cozy and romantic atmosphere. So overall, it is, as far as genre, it's Italian food. Um, and I'd say as far as the atmosphere, it's pretty upscale, uh, fine dining. I mean, it's, it's listed as Italian fine dining. Um, so not somewhere you're going in sweatpants and, uh, you know, a Jersey. <laughs> yeah, but. definitely not. But there were a few people in there like jeans. Yeah. You know, like you can definitely, I didn't realize that you could show up like in jeans and just like a regular shirt. You and I went the khakis with the nice clothing oh, on yeah. top, button up freaking nice quarter zip and then, uh, you see the people a couple tables away from us just rocking jeans and a tee, but yeah. it's Thursday night, so I'm sure they're, I mean, it wasn't crazy packed no. either, but I mean, which we'll get into, but I thought the food was fantastic. Right. It's, uh, as far as the atmosphere, like I said, fine dining restaurant, but very uh, cool vibe, you know, on the wall, uh, all kinds of uh pictures and paintings they definitely are taking the italian vibe the rat pack um, they had the rat pack on the wall which we did a little educational session on with the wives um and got to watch also they do have tvs and we got to watch ohio state lose to the savior which <laughs> yeah. we'll get into later but uh not 
that big. So I would definitely, if you're planning to go to this location uh, or to this restaurant, get a reservation if you're trying to go on a Friday or Saturday night. We tried, we pulled that card when we drew last, or when, last we, Friday, when yeah. we recorded last Friday. And then I believe it was that Monday. I just looked, I thought, hey, we should probably with all the fails we've had, we should probably look at getting reservations. Sure enough, I went to get reservations for Friday night and they were booked. So I ended up getting us reservations for this Thursday night and, and we made it work. So, you know, booked out probably about a week in advance for for uh, a dinner. So definitely it's it's a pretty hopping place. Um, definitely a place you want to get uh, a reservation for if you're planning to go on a Friday or Saturday night. Um, other than that, it was, let's get into the food. I mean, that's what we're here to talk about, right? Yep. It's a restaurant. They serve food. So as far as food selection, I'm just going to list off kind of the stuff we ordered. And believe me, me and Caleb took this very seriously while we were at this restaurant. Yeah, everyone needs to know that legit we said if we're going to do this and re- legitimately rate a restaurant, we want to say we tried everything. Like I had I – don't, I don't even really drink wine, but I, Sean got a beer, so I was like, okay, let me explore the wine list. Hit a little bit of wine. Uh, then we were like, got to get an app. Got to try a salad. Get a main entree. And then I was full as could be. And I think everyone was. And then she was like, are we interested in dessert? And I just looked at Sean and I was like, we have to. Because yeah. if we don't even try every, like it just wouldn't be I right. can't give a full review without all, exactly. all the courses. So, so yeah, Caleb got a wine. I got a beer. Um, that kind of gives you an idea. I mean, I didn't really look too much, in, but all kinds of wines. Obviously, it's an Italian fine dining place. All kinds of wines. I had a Pinot Noir. Yeah. And I don't know even what that is. It was red, and it was good. Uh, beers. Um, she did say they have fully stocked bars, so they can do, in her words, they could do any cocktails that we wanted. Um, so, uh, great alcohol selection. Um, as far as food... So before I tell you kind of what we got into, it is, so all the food you order is made to order, right? So you're putting your order in and they're making it there. It's not, nothing's pre-made. There's nothing coming out of a freezer, um, which you'd be surprised, I guess, in, in most restaurants, how much that isn't a thing. So everything's made to order. Um, Caleb and his wife got that arancini which i don't yeah. even know what that is it's also, it yeah. was herb and cheese risotto stuffed in like a breading bit it's like a um imagine like a fried mac and cheese bite but risotto. like fancier yeah. yeah i mean it was delicious i will say what we and we talked about emma and i talked about this on the way home they sprinkled some or sprinkled they mm-hmm. uh put some like green sauce on the top of it, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to say it was bad, because I've never had it, so I have no idea, but it was just kind of weird, but it went with it. Threw you off a bit. Yeah, and I was like, what, I, like, I still don't have any idea it's what kinda it like, is. It kind of reminds me of, like, how people put, like, that mint sauce on, like, lamb chops. You ever had that? Oh, God, no. Yeah, it's weird. Sounds horrible, right? But it's yeah. a thing, so. See, the only, I've only ever had lamb chops from, uh... 
Craig and Pappas, the absolute legend of cooking <laughs> lamb chops. And I hope that everyone in the world can someday try Craig and's lamb chops. Right. It's Craig, and if you're listening to this, your lamb chops are 14 out of 10. Craig and chops. Yep. And actually, when we interview him, which we're going to soon, I think that instead of going to a restaurant that week, we'll just rate the lamb chops. I still want to try the famous Craig and Coke and wine mixture. <laughs> yes, we do. We're, we're not having a beer. We're having Coke and wine, and then we're having lamb chops cooked yeah. by him. That'd be perfect. There we go. So... Uh, you got, so the Aaron Sini was an appetizer um, that Caleb got. So also, like, we listed all these things. Like, each of us got an appetizer. So, like, we were really committed. I got Real, the stuffed yeah. meatball on my side of the table. Absolutely amazing uh, meatball filled with cheese and all kinds of goodies. Um, definitely delicious. Would recommend it. Sharing it. I mean, we shared everything. Um then as far as main courses, so I got a their special salad. Um, it was like a spinach salad. They had cranberry goat cheese on it, apples and walnuts with a dressing that was absolutely amazing. Got a small salad. Their sa- small salads are small, so it was a nice little side salad to get started with. Um, and then you got a salad too, right? Yeah, I well, Emma wanted to get a salad, and then she talked herself out of it, and I was just like... No, we need to try the salad. So we got a Caesar salad, and we both just split it. And, I mean, I, I didn't even care about it, but it was good. Yeah. I don't know if it was any – it wasn't the best Caesar salad I've ever had in my right. life. But you were talking about your seasonal oh. salad being just – It was so good. Ridiculous. Honestly, it was probably one of the better parts of the entire meal. It was just under uh, – not underappreciated. It was under uh, – publicized because it was just so small and yeah. I eat so fast it was gone in 10 seconds. It was just it, a warm up. It, it was amazing. Yeah. It was absolutely amazing. Um as far as entrees, so you got the chicken parm. Yeah. Honestly, the chicken was great. They had a great breading on it. It was really good. And there wasn't like a ton of sauce where it just like overpowered it, which I also loved. It like mm-hmm. it was the perfect amount of both. But what made the Chicken parm meal was the fettuccine alfredo. Oh, I, yeah. They used they didn't use fettuccine noodles. They used like the big ass. Like, uh, it's almost like big old egg noodles. Yeah, yeah. and I, I was shocked, but then also like tasting the the alfredo sauce. I almost said the fettuccine sauce, but <laughs> what same I, thing. Yeah, but what I meant to say was the alfredo sauce. Like you can tell the stuff was not pre made. Like that's what. I think did it for me was you legitimately could taste that it was fresh. And on top of that, I mean, we were there for what, about two hours from start to finish. And I mean, I'm not going to say that it was an aggressive amount of time. Like the, the, the steps that they had leading up to it, like getting our drinks, getting our appetizers, then we got our salad. The only thing that felt aggressive, probably because we eat at places where it's, we usually eat at bars or, Mm -hmm. In like 10, 15 minutes, and you're like, all right, where's my food at? Right. And this was 30, 40, yeah. roughly. But like we were in good conversation, like like snacking on bread, the apps and the salad still, drinking our drinks, like having a good time. And I yep. think that's something that 
people need to know about, which kind of gets, yeah, I know you're getting into the speed of service, but something you got to think about when you go to a more formal dining place, which I don't formal dine a lot, so that's why I wasn't thinking of it. And I was getting frustrated, even though I know that's how it goes. You got to just give it time. It's an experience. Like, you're going to be there for a while. Yeah. Yeah. It's not Applebee's. You know what I mean? This is a legitimate place. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I mean, you hit, I mean, you ran the gambit there. You hit the chicken parm. Delicious. So you got the chicken parm, which had panettone with it. Right. I got the taste of Italy, which had one of everything. Had chicken parm, (laughs) fettuccine. Uh, lasagna, lasagna, and I think that's it. It to me when I looked at your lasagna, it looked like it was covered in sauce. It was, yeah. And I was. was like, "Is that aggressive? Did they spill, or was it supposed uh, to be like I that?" I think it was supposed to be like that. So, to get into mine a little bit, I can't go much further. Obviously, the I like chicken parm. Chicken parm was delicious. Mm-hmm. The fettuccine was the highlight of my plate 100%. as well. Like, absolutely the highlight of my plate. I'm glad I saved it for last because it topped off the meal perfectly. The lasagna, honestly, uh, all right. I don't want to crap on it, but the problem is, is my wife and her family make a lasagna that literally just is the best lasagna I've ever the had. The bee's so knees. I can, like she'll make it for me for my birthday and special events and all that because I love it so much. And it's a lasagna and it's got cottage cheese in it. So it's it's mm. not like uh, ricotta, like right. normal lasagna. And the thing I that really kind of threw me off about this lasagna was the shell. The shells were a little harder or crunchier, whereas I've never really had that. That right. may be a thing, whatever. Is that like al dente? Because I know a lot of al- yeah, like maybe. Italian pasta is supposed to be al dente, but I don't think I've ever yeah. cooked anything al dente, so I wouldn't even maybe. know so how to... It's not that the lasagna was bad. It was just different from the normal lasagna that I have and like, you know? So it was overall main meals, main yeah, course. Yeah, great. Great. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, like we said, we got dessert. So what'd you get? I got the Reese's peanut butter filled cannolis and let me tell you i i used to work at uh uh carsoni's i was gonna say an italian place but i used to work carsoni's uh in upper arlington we had cannolis there and they were great that's the first time i ever had a cannoli probably the only place i've ever had a cannoli so i thought they were great and then last night having a re and those were just regular cannolis Last night having a Reese's one, like I was like, okay, that sounds good. I know what a cannoli is. Like I loved it. Well, obviously we shared, like so we could all try everything. And I give a bite. Well, your wife cuts a cannoli. You can't cut a cannoli, <laughs> a, and just literally made an absolute mess. And then she was like, oh no, I don't like this. I'm not feeling peanut butter right now. And I'm like. You knew exactly what it was when you <laughs> went for it. But, I mean, you had the, what, the brownie, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it was the perfect warm warmness or, uh, I was going to say hotness, but that isn't a word. No, it was But It was the amazing. perfect, like, temperature where it wasn't, like, a cold brownie. Oh, yeah. And 
the ice cream on top of it like hadn't even melted on the brownie, no. which didn't make any sense because the brownie was like decently it warm. It sat on there like it was whipped cream. I know. It didn't melt and make a mess. Look, thinking back, it's kind of weird. Do like, you think that ice cream was also like homemade? Like they, they probably do something to it, man. They figure it out because that brownie was warm. And right. That ice cream, the ice cream's literally served right on top of the brownie. I know. That's why I'm like, so, did they just whip up some quick ice cream? Like, I don't know, that man. ice cream's not quick. No, it's not. So they, I mean, I don't know, but it was good. Regardless, everything was good. Yeah, your cannoli. You got they brought out quite a few cannolis too i got three on that plate yeah. and the blueberries i mean that was on your plate too yeah. but that was kind of a hey, love nice it. little touch i like a nice blueberry is that blueberry. maybe that's an italian thing neither of us are italian so i don't know no. whitney's not italian no yeah no. and neither is emma so maybe no. we'd have to ask an italian person if yeah. blueberries on a dessert plate is next normal. time yeah so i got the brownie though and it came with ice cream on top of it. The one downside I have, the, I don't know. I almost just heard. fell into the TV. Sorry. Yeah, there we go. Knocking the mic over. Jesus. I don't know if uh, the one downside I have, and I hate when people do this to brownies, man. I don't need all the nuts in a brownie. Oh dude. no. It drives me nuts. Miss, I didn't even know. Miss me with that. I didn't even know. Like, I probably wouldn't have ordered it. If I knew there was nuts in it. Right. I didn't know there was nuts in it. Wait, there was? Because I didn't get... In the bite I had, I did not get... All over. Really? That brownie was nuts. Like, my last couple of bites, I was trying to just pick the nuts out to enjoy one bite without, you know, nuts. I couldn't do it. I did not get that. I sat there for, like, five minutes picking out nuts and still took a bite and had a nut (laughs) in there, which... I mean, I know it's a thing. People like nuts and brownies. It's yeah, it's a thing. It's just not like I prefer my brownie to be a pure brownie, especially yep. when it's warm and soft and mm-hmm. mushy like that. I'm okay even with a little caramel inside that oh, yeah. kind of droops out. I don't oh, about yeah. that. All right. So overall, uh, Trattoria Aroma was absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. We'd recommend anyone go there if you're looking for a nice Italian meal out. Yes. Um, great experience. Uh, speed of service. That's something we got to talk about. Yeah. So like we said, everything's made to order. So, and it's a fine dining. It's an experience. So we were there for, I set my, uh, meter for two hours and I got the 15 minute, uh, warning. Yeah. Basically. Same with us. Yeah. Five minutes, uh, before we walked out. So it's a two hour. Yeah. Be prepared. Especially if it was more packed than it was like, yeah. We got lucky that it wasn't crazy packed, and so she, that our waitress could actually, like, you know, be honest. We ordered in a reasonable amount of time and whatever, but, like, we did the experience. We did it the right way where we weren't just like, hey, right. got to go, got to go. And, I mean, I think what's even funnier is how we originally were going to bring Charlotte with us. Oh, jeez. And then last minute, Emma looks at the thing, and she goes, uh, it says it's not, like, kid friendly not that you can't bring kids but like no kids menu no none of that and now after going 100 percent. like and for anyone listening who has kids use it as a date night Mm -hmm. or like i i don't even know what you'd want to use it at but like it's not that you couldn't bring a kid there it's just it's just yeah it's not 
It's not like it was rowdy either. It wasn't like that. It was no, just like but there's the try and keep a kid occupied there's, for two hours. There's no way, yeah. yeah. And that I think that's why it's not that way. Because you could get spaghetti. Yeah. You know, no problem. But it was just like the experience and the amount of time and all that kind of stuff that you wouldn't want to bring a kid under ten years old, mm-hmm. probably. Otherwise they'd lose their mind. Right. And the last aspect, price. So Honestly, I was presently or pleasantly surprised. Present, presently surprised. <laughs> Present, prage. Yeah, you got it going tonight. Uh, you got the R's with the P's. Price-wise, I mean, for a fine dining place, two hours, and getting appetizer through dessert and a drink, it was eighty something dollars before tip. Yeah, I I had two glasses of wine. We had the appetizer. We had a salad that her and I shared. Both of our meals and the cannoli dessert, and it came to seventy nine bucks. And then I yeah. tipped to make it ninety five or yeah. something like that. Absolutely great price point. If yeah. you're trying to ball on a budget, show it. You got a first date planned, and you want to take her somewhere fancy that ain't gonna break the bank. Hey, Trattoria Roma's your spot because. I was I thought for sure I'd be spending a hundred minimum up to one fifty and wasn't even close. Wasn't even close. Right, yeah, I, I was fully expecting the yeah. same thing. Uh, especially when you see that tag fine dining. Right. Um gets me gets me it doesn't get me worried, but it lets me know, hey, you're probably gonna be spending yeah. a little more. But meanwhile I go to a place which won't be named tonight that I'm not a huge fan of at all. Get out of there and 35 40 minutes and spent 75 dollars not full <laughs> and just absolutely you'll be upset hit, you'll with be the hitting t all the way home right? or something it's ridiculous so it's definitely worth the money uh so yeah trattoria roma down on 1447 grandview avenue in columbus check it out italian fine dining amazing amazing food amazing experience um and we hope that uh that you guys get to experience it as well. But to close out the food segment, we got to draw a card for next week. Hopefully it's Let me, let me shuffle them up since last week I'm pretty sure I picked, so I'll shuffle them up and give you a chance to yeah, actually. Yeah, you picked two losers so I know. Far. Who two picked? Losers did one... Mike pick last week? Oh, he did, yeah. And that's well, why it worked that's... out. So I just yeah. can't pick. Don't ever let me pick ever again. I will shuffle all the time. And let... I mean, it is your segment too, so the fact that I was even well, picking like to begin with. Around. I'll pick this week. We'll see uh Hand them out. Let's see what we got. All right. This week we have the Mad Lab. The Mad Lab? The Mad Lab on 227 North 3rd Street in Columbus. I don't know anything about this place. Never heard about it. I'm going to look it up right um, now. Let's do a quick search. The Mad Lab, North 3rd let's Street. Let's make sure it's still open. Oh, Intimate Theater. With a resident company that produced original plays. What? So, is this not a restaurant? This is not a restaurant. Okay, so, <laughs> so do, we have to read your Redraw, because it's a joker. It's a joker. Oh, no wonder. I get it. It's you a didn't take the jokers place. out of the deck, dude? It's a dude? comedy place. <laughs> oh we just God. suck at this segment. We so. really suck at this. 
Okay, here we go. Let's try All again. Right, here let's we go. Try this if again. we pull another Joker, we have to eat at Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Yabos Tacos. Hey! Yabos Tacos. That's a good one. I've eaten there before. All right. I'm so they got one it. in Powell, Westerville, Upper Arlington, and Billiard. Literally, across where my parents uh, reside. All right, man. This is awesome. So next week, we're hitting up Yabos, Yabos Tacos. tacos. In Hilliard, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Yabos. That concludes our food segment. Did a longer one today. Yeah. And uh, since now that that's over, because I'm trying yeah, to transition you get, you, into you this. Talk a yeah, bit. I know. Seriously. <laughs> uh, don't forget, people. Follow us on social media. We could use it. That's our quickest way to get sponsorships by, like, Liquid Death. It's one that I'm really hoping for. I did tweet out the other day for my personal account to Fritos. Got a response. Not about the podcast, but I'm like, hey, maybe you need to hit up Fritos. So please don't forget to follow us on social media uh, at Columbus underscore uncut for both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, If you have Discord, find us on there. Like Sean said, uh, we link our link tree. Uh, after the episode to the post and so um, from there you can access exactly where to get the podcast and also you can find our merch uh, that I'm not sure if anyone's purchased anything yet but I'll pr- either, I'm honestly probably going to be the first one before the episode's over I'll probably buy something because I'm getting that crew neck. I actually told Emma I think I'm going to buy a piece and give it to my entire family for Christmas. That way it supports us. There we go. But also everyone can right. wear Columbus Uncut around. Yeah. Um, My family doesn't live in Columbus, so that strat wouldn't well, work. But we're, we've got listeners nationwide. That's right. So well, worldwide. World, literally okay. worldwide. Yeah, I thanks to about Sven that. out in Germany. Let's go, Sven. Um, but on top of our uh, podcast accounts, also you can follow us individually. I'm at Seeridge105 on both Twitter and Instagram, and Sean is, at, I think it, he said, at Sean Brawley 26 on... Dude, I still don't know, honestly. I never get on Twitter, so... I think that was your Twitter. Follow Caleb on Yeah, and Twitter. then you'll find Sean. <laughs> I, follow me on Instagram. I don't get on What's Twitter. your Instagram? Tell uh, the people that. My Instagram, just search Sean Brawley on Instagram. Well, I don't need to give you my exact... I know, it's just easier for people yeah. sometimes, because what if they can't spell Sean or something? I think what if, what at, if they... What if they spell Sean S H A W N? They're never gonna find oh, you. Jeez, who would do that? Why I would mean, you spell it wrong? That's it's at Sean underscore Brawley. So kind of goes enough. along with the Columbus underscore uncut, right? So like, you go. It was meant to be. Meant to be. Um. Next, we're gonna go into our Columbus sports segment, which Sean has graciously put together because. <laughs> Obviously, I pretty much do the beer segment and then just, like, interject Well, I just put topics in, but we talk. We talk a lot. Exactly, so. yeah. Well, of course, we got to talk about, and we alluded to this earlier, Buckeyes losing to Xavier basketball. What are they doing? The only thing I'm going to say, I'm not going to I'm not even upset because games are going to get lost, mm-hmm. and I think Xavier's actually a good team. They out-rebounded us, like, 43-35, to 35. so, like... Clearly, there was an issue, and I think if Justice Suing would have played, it would have been a different story. Um, but we were down like 
14 or something at one point, and we got it back to within two with 20 seconds left to play in the game. So, like, we just got to – I think that it's not that it's not going to happen more often. We have veterans on the team. But Don't I feel like under, under Holtman, we never win those situations. We don't finish strong. Like, if we're going to win, we're, it's a game we've led the whole time. But I feel like it's kind of been a little different so far this year. I mean, think about the Akron game. Like we yeah, finally... but that's against Akron. But and he... I understand Akron's a good team. They just they beat are. a team 99-38 to 38 yeah. yesterday. Who was the team? Walsh Jesuit or something. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. But still, like, I think that it was a good thing to... <clears throat> that Dwayne is gone. Because personally, I thought he was kind of a ball hog. And he just wanted to get his stats up at the same like there were some smarter plays he could have Don't made. Don't talk it's, about my Indiana I know. Pacer that well, way. That's why you're a fan of the Pacers, because you love people who just are Score for themselves. Points. Paul George, Score Roy points. Hibbert. You know, we could go for days. <laughs> anyway, um so I think it's gonna be more team basketball. Yes, we have veteran players in EJ and Kyle Young and Suing what you know started the season, <clears throat> but he's not playing right now. But I he still has a presence on the bench. Justin Arns, you know I I technically put Michi Johnson in the mm-hmm. veteran category since he did play a little bit last year, not a Barely bunch, but a but he was on the team, so he knows kind of what to expect. But then at the same time, you got like Malachi Branham. I mean. I guess you could put Zed Key in the veteran category, too, because yeah. he probably played more than Michi did. Oh, he definitely But did. Malachi Branham is ridiculous, yeah. and I think the dude needs to definitely play as much as possible because the more reps he can get and the more used to the you know the speed of the game and everything, he's not afraid to have the ball. Right. And I think that's fantastic. But I think this team just needs a little bit of time to mesh, which – I mean, they're playing some great teams. This stretch right here, Seton Hall they're about to play, who just beat Michigan right. the other night in Michigan. Seton Hall is a good, like, <clears throat> if you know anything about college basketball, Seton Hall is never no. a, a walk-through game. Never. Seton Hall is a basketball school. Right. Kind of like Marquette. School. Yes. Like, no matter what their ranking is, you play Marquette, you know right. you got studs. Yeah. I mean, Dwayne Wade, I think, made Marquette. More of a popular spot. I don't. Maybe that's just because I'm of not Gonzaga. that old yet. Outside oh yeah. Of basketball. Do you ever hear of Gonzaga? No. No. Seton Hall, St. Joseph's, another St. Yeah, St. Joe. Yeah. Smaller schools that perform on yeah. the basketball court. Yeah. Put put players in the NBA. Exactly. Like so, it's it's a good school. I my overall. I'm not ready to give up on this team at all. No. Not at all. But my my number one issue and concern one, which you kind of talked about, is suing. He's out for a long time. They're yeah. hiding it, but it sounds like he's not coming back till February. I know it, it, they were talking about season ending on the radio the other day, and I yeah. was like, possible season <clears throat> ending. But he went to the Cleveland Clinic apparently, and is got a second opinion on something, but, like, I don't know what... I've never had a groin injury that I know of. I have. And it's I've probably brutal. My, I've pulled both my groins, so... <laughs> it's <laughs> horrible. Like one groin. No, left and right Left groin. and right, right yeah. yeah. So I pulled one my football in football my junior year, and when I tell you, I was never the same after that. Yeah. Before that, I was always 
considered one of the faster guys in track my sophomore year. I was running varsity track, doing well, and then I came back my senior year and ran track after pulling my groin and not it was yeah. it was horrible. But just the recovery, I had to get those like stints or the, like electronic whatever. Yeah. It, anyway. I've had a groin injury. It's horrible. It's very hard to come back from. I'm telling you, I still to this day have issues from it. Like, it's, yeah, oh, I believe it. I probably didn't. I obviously wasn't doing whatever I needed the to do rehab, or yeah. getting the care that Justice Suing is getting. Right. But it is. I did it in a football game and literally couldn't. Like, I had to come off the field because I couldn't. It was the weirdest thing ever. Just, like, I couldn't move my move. legs. Yeah. Right. Right. Like it was, it was That's miserable. Scary. So I completely understand. Like it, it's definitely for someone that has a possible professional career ahead of them. You got to take the time to make sure you get. Well, it and I think he does. Like I, 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 I get back to like Kate Bates Dia. Mm-hmm. Like Justice Suing reminds me of him, but I think he's actually better. Like he Two different when you when you look at but... it. Well, not really. Bates Diop was more of a stretch than I think stretch four than yes. suing is a is more a pure guard. I think he plays the three mostly. Right. Yeah, a, but a, a shooting yeah. guard. But Kata Bates Kata Diop could go four go, or yeah. three. You know what I mean? But I feel like Kata was a better scorer, and I feel like suing is just good in all aspects. Right. Like you look at his stat line at the end of the game, he's got like twelve, seven, and eight. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just one of those guys. And Kata was like, okay, I got 25, six rebounds, and one assist. Like, yeah. and not that he didn't want to pass the ball, because I think he was a smart player, and I love Kata Batesia, but I think Justice just has, like, right. a more put-together package. But I would love to see him come back, especially I think he transferred from Cal. Yeah. And um, so if he tomorrow, doesn't get a redshirt... Well, we so we play Seton Hall uh, on the twenty second, and uh, um, if whoever wins between Florida and Cal on the same day is who we play the next day, and I was kind of like, I wonder if Justice was like hoping that we'd be playing Cal, then he could yeah. kind of face his old team. I, but he was only there for what one or two years, maybe something like that. I think. Well, he came in as a junior last year, so... Yeah, so two years, yeah. roughly, yeah. But then, I mean, on top of whoever wins Florida Cal, we got them. Then we got Duke and... Uh, Wisconsin. Wis- yeah. And then Kentucky. Right. Yeah. I mean, we got a slate coming up, and I think I, what I love about what Holtman's done is that he's not afraid to play the good teams early on. Like we used to get into the one tournament where we'd play like one or two good teams. You know, we'd play in the, the ACC uh, big 10 challenge. Well, that's automatic. Yeah. Um, but like CBS had that one tournament that I think it started when Thad was still the coach and we got in because of our fan base. It was like us, Kentucky, Duke, and like the last couple of years it's been UCLA and yeah. whatever. And we would get in that, and that would be the one good team we would play until we get into Big Ten play. And it was like, how good can you be when you're playing the right. New Mexico states of the world and uh, freaking Alabama. Alabama A&T, not even – Alabama's no, actually – I'm a, giving a shout-out to Alabama for playing 
New Mexico State. Oh, last did they? Did they? In oh, football. Oh, okay. See, <laughs> I didn't even think about that, but literally in November. Good on you but, yeah. for remembering that. But uh, th- I mean, that's the thing. I love what Holtman's doing. He's not afraid of the challenge, and it kind of reminds me of Ryan Day, even though he Ryan Day doesn't control the scheduling. I don't think so. Yeah, I agree. And so suing number one concerning him being out. Yep. But if you look at the box scores, man, biggest problem is guard play. The, it's because it's young. If Zed Key continues to be our second leading scorer throughout the season, we got issues. I think you just got to give it time with Branham and Johnson. Our front court is good. Yeah. You know, I mean. Young Liddell, young Liddell and, and, Key. and Key are yeah. solid. And even, I didn't think he would be that great, but Brunk has been putting yeah. some solid minutes in. And Jamari Wheeler hit some threes the other night, but he's been kind of average. Uh, Jamari Wheeler is not the transfer we needed, man. No. I'm sorry. Brunk was somehow. Though. Brunk is solid. You need someone that can put in solid minutes, and I wasn't high on him at first, but from the game, the minutes he's put in, good. Michi is about the only person, yeah, about the only person scoring points. Yeah, right now yeah, on the on the back. Well, court. he's not, and I love that he's not afraid. Like, I feel like we've had a lot of timid guards in the past, and him and Malachi not being timid at all is only going to help us. I feel like, yeah. I mean, beside, I, like I said before, besides Dwayne Washington, who was the least timid person of all time, kind of reminded me of William Buford. Yeah. Also not scared to shoot or do anything. You know what I mean? Buford, oh, those were the glory days, though. I oh, loved it back the, then. If you think about, like, if we could get those dudes back on teams that we've yeah. had with, like, EJ, and, I mean, and I still think Terrence Dials was one of the best Buckeyes oh, yeah. to play. If you could have got but Dials. He was on a garbage team. Right. If you could have got Dials with Odin and then put, like, David Lighty and Aaron Kraft and, like. Mike Conley. Oh, Mike Don't Conley. Put yeah. Aaron Kraft over Mike Conley. Oh, cause, no, yeah. no, but I'm putting Aaron Kraft and Mike Conley on the floor at the same time. Oh, yeah. Because Aaron Kraft is shutting down the other team's best player regardless of One situation. Of my all time favorite underrated Bucks from that time frame, Ron Lewis. Oh. Hit that game winner yeah. versus Savior. And, and then, we're not even talking about Evan Turner. Like, uh, well, Evan Turner, that was the downfall of Thad Mata. The whole, like, he had one player, and that was it. It was Evan Turner. It was. Uh, but he went from having Solinger ten players. Yeah. I mean that that he didn't team that played the nat- in the national championship against Florida. I was who was I just talking to the other day? Absurd. And we were talking about if you put those lineups together and how many of those dudes went to the NBA. It was like ten on each team were all first, second round players. Well, Daquan Cook should have never gotten Number, drafted. He was like seven or seventeen. It was, it was seven. Yeah. He left a year or two too early. Yeah. Like he should have never left. Yeah. At all, but I let's not get down. Yeah, to the we, we can go down a rabbit hole. Either way, let's I think on. the guard play needs to improve. We need to get Justice Suing back, but not ready to give up on this team. They. The good thing is losing early identifies what you need to fix, yep. and you fix it from there. Agreed. So, anyway, Blue Jackets. Love are, it. Are they, are they overachieving? Nine and five right now. I love it. Nine I think and five. Elvis is playing some great goalie right now. Love that. Boone has nine goals. Dude, which he is Boone, lighting it up. My guy, Boone, if you're listening to this, hit my telly. Let's get you on when the season's over. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, he's killing it. 
Yeah, I mean, I love the Jackets. I've only watched a couple games. We still got to get to one this year. Yeah. Um, this but, last week against the Red Wings was – I didn't see it, but I listened to the radio uh, the next morning with uh, Beam and – Beam and uh, Carpenter. The morning juice. Yeah. yeah, so they were talking about it, and I guess we were down, mm-hmm. came back, went down again, came back, went down again, and came back in the third period yeah. to win it. Yeah. So that's shows tremendous character, and I hope they keep winning. We're on a big uh, away stretch right now. They're playing a bunch of away games. Uh, I think they come back like start of December. Um, but I, nobody thought this team would be as exciting as they are, and I love it. So yeah. I hope that they keep winning, and I can't wait to get to a game to yell and That scream. might have to be our next guy's. Yo, 100%. Since we're not going to the game tomorrow. really enjoy the... Because we were going to go to the game tomorrow, but we can't experience what we experienced against Penn State. We're we're down the doghouse on that one. For a while, probably. Uh, So, Jack Miller reinstated to the team after a misdemeanor OVI. Well, Uh, it was an OVI, and it got changed to a misdemeanor reckless driving. Anyway, to me, it's... Who cares? He's not going to be on Ohio State's team. Next he, year. Yeah, he's going to transfer. Honestly, I, I there's nothing to say. It, he didn't. He get a tattoo of Ohio State too. I think that was just Tate Martell. Alec Baldwin. No, it was. You were about to say <laughs> Alec Baldwin. <laughs> he killed the, someone. The Baldwin guy that we had uh, committed to us. He ended up going to TCU. He had an OSU tattoo too. Oh well, you can get him removed. Yeah. Baldwin. Let's not go there. Yeah, I was like, that's a whole other animal. We're not <laughs> we're not a uh, pop culture podcast right. either. We're also not a sports podcast. Hey, but we'll we, talk about whatever yeah. we need to talk about, but, but not Alec Baldwin. Good for him for getting reinstated. This is probably his last hurrah, and it's he's just riding the bench right. until because if he if CJ goes down, McCord's coming in. And on, honest to God, I know that Ewers is not there yet. I really think that Day would play Ewers over Jack Miller at this rate, especially after what just oh, happened. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, Ewers is finally traveling to the games. Right. And Day, I'd follow the beat a little bit, and all season he's saying he's not ready, he's not ready, he's not ready, he's not ready. And finally, like last week or a week and a half ago, he said he's starting to learn the offense, he's picking it up pretty it, The tone changed, changed yeah. significantly. How? Okay, not to get crazy in depth because I know we want to go to the uh, to the other the last oh, segment. But right. what I want to say is, do you think? And this is just hypothetical. So, two scenarios here. Okay, C.J. Stroud wins the Heisman in scenario one. Mm-hmm. Scenario two, C.J. Stroud does not win the Heisman. We make the college football playoff. We may we might win. We might not win. If he wins the Heisman. We're probably winning it all. Like that, so that's just a given. Does if if he wins the Heisman, does CJ start next season or does Quinn Ewer start? And if he doesn't win the Heisman, but we make it to the national championship with CJ, does Quinn Ewer start or does CJ start? CJ starts. Regardless. I'm you, regardless. And I but does Quinn know, does Quinn thinks- realize Yes, like he he's going to be sitting behind these dudes yes, for that long. He does because this year's a red shirt for sure, mm-hmm. no doubt, right? Yeah. So he's still a freshman next year. I know. Here's the thing: this if these guys are smart, they're looking at it. They're training 
every additional year, as long as you get to the point where you're a starter at some point, every additional year training under Ryan Day and learning under Ryan Day is learning to be an NFL quarterback. But did he gave, give the same spiel to Kyle McCord and Jack Miller? I'm sure he and, did. And, but look where they are. Here's what I'm telling you is going to happen. But can you, you can, I don't think you can have the same conversation with Quinn because he's but a different look bird. Look at C.J. Stroud, right? So he's still only in his coming up on his, what, ninth game? Yeah. Like, C.J. or Ewers is going to have to go through those same learning. Like, you you can't tell me you're going to take a proven Heisman, whether he wins it or not, a Heisman candidate, Yeah. and replace him for a freshman who's never played a college down ever. But is one of the highest rated QB recruits of all time. That doesn't matter. But that's the thing. You got to... Re- Look at Terrell Pryor. What about him? He was... But he's still like fifth on the highest recruit of all time. Yeah. And he came but in look and who immediately. started ahead of him. No, but that was the thing. He sat for one year, I think. And then he no, immediately. No, he started as a freshman. Terrell did? Yes. Took over for like Bowser. Well, Bowserman. Well, I mean, two. that was easy to yeah, do. Yeah, that's but... what I'm saying. This The thing is, like, I feel like any Ohio State fan who thinks Quinn Ewers is going to start over C.J. Stroud is just ignorant. They don't know. Like, you got it. Like, if you think that, I'm sorry. but No, I got just... Like, the quarterback position is the hardest position to play in all sports, and you're not going to put a, a freshman who's never played a game at this point, and I don't think he's going to play. I mean, every game means something going on. Yeah. He's not going to play this year. He's going to be a redshirt freshman. I'm just out here talking about what – other people might be thinking well, because that's, uh, Ohio State fans that drive me nuts that wanted right. viewers to start literally after like game. Oh yeah, after three, when yeah, he had been literally he didn't even know where his dorm was. Yeah, he didn't like, know where Moral Tower yeah. was. Yeah. So, I'm sorry, viewers is going to be great. He's going to yeah. be a great quarterback for us. You gotta understand, this doesn't happen a lot. The Tua Tagovailoa's and the uh, Trevor Lawrence's of the world. I mean, we just happen to have two in a matter of Justin Fields. But look at look at Clemson now. You know? Oh, they like, suck. DJ under the right. guy. It's it's is hard horrible. to find quarterbacks that great. Yeah. It's it's super hard. I, and we have a quarterback that has us in the playoff hunt, right. the Big Ten hunt, and the championship hunt, and he's also a Heisman candidate. Well Period. and I'm with you on that and I think that Quinn will have his time, and if you give him another year on top of this, he's only going to get better, and he'll actually get into games next year. I feel like he will. He can't. You can't expect him to do anything when he has any. Like Jack Miller and Kyle McCord have gotten into games, he has not. So this season's out of whack. Right. But next season, because Miller's going to be gone. McCord potentially could be gone. I, I mean, I don't know. But if Quinn is developing at a fast rate and is as good as they say he is, not that McCord is bad because I think McCord's good too. Um, I could see Quinn being like the backup. Yeah. And I mean, look at what happened with Dwayne I Haskins. Think, I mean, I think it's going to be like a similar. Like, yeah. I'll end this conversation on that. I think it's going to be CJ Stroud starts next year. McCord backup, Ewers backup, and then we're going to have that Haskins, Burrow, Ewers, McCord battle. With, and McCord leaves. And one of them's going to leave. 
Yeah. I, I think it's going to be McCord, obviously, just based off of ratings. But I think McCord is an amazing quarterback yeah. as well. I saw him in the spring game. Dude has the strongest arm out of all the quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> people forget about him. We'll see. I think competition breeds excellence. We'll see. But I think Stroud starts next year. Two years, we get the QB competition, the best QB competition we've ever had. Yeah. And, and go from there. I love it. Uh, so lastly, to close out our sports segment, we have Michigan State, Ohio State tomorrow. Big game. I think Buckeyes, the, the spread shocked me, 19 points. 19. I think we could win by 14. I think we could do that. I think that uh, Kenneth Walker is a great running back, and I'm worried about our run defense. But I Linebackers, think, man. Yeah, I think that we will be able to stop him towards the beginning of the game which will give us enough of a chance with them being literally the worst pass defense yeah. in college football that will get out ahead far enough, and then they'll start coming back because we'll, I feel like we'll take Let the, off the gas, yeah. yeah. And it'll be a closer game towards the end, but I think we'll still win by 14 points. 19 seems a little extreme, but I could see a two-touchdown win. And I don't want to get crazy into the length of this because – We've already gone long enough yeah. and we want to get to our last thing, but I'm thinking it's probably going to be like 38-24. 38-24. I, that, that's a good score. I mean, that's my good guess. win over a top 10 team. I've, I'm kind of, I think this game's going to go one of two ways. I think one, it's going to be like the Purdue game because their pass defense so bad. I think it's name your points with Ohio State. They put up a ton of points. And we can't stop them, so they end up putting up points as well. Right. Um, or it's going to be a close game because, you know, it's – I feel like this year it's pick your poison. Not pick your poison. It's like which Ohio State team are we going to get, yeah. you know? So – I could see a shootout, though, yeah. because of how – I mean, the Michigan-Michigan State – I mean, I don't – I haven't watched enough Michigan games to know how they actually are, but watching them – beat Michigan State to start the game, and then literally Kenneth Walker put the team on his back and carried them to basically a win. But then Purdue comes into town, and they get waxed, and we beat them by 40. Right. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. College football is a weird sport. It's a great sport. It's a weird sport, but it's a great sport. So I'd say I have mine at 44-21. I'm going to go more the Purdue route. I think they're going to score, we're going to score, um, but I think we're going to put it away. So, big game tomorrow. Can't wait. Nooner. Finally a game. Nooner. Nooner, finally a game where doesn't feel like the outcome is, you know, uh, can be predicted. So I'm excited. we got the chili and the cornbread on deck for tomorrow. It's going to be great. Right. All right. So, to close out the episode, we got one more quick little segment. So, if you live in Ohio, I hope you do. Because uh, if mean, not, this segment means nothing to you. But winter's here. It's oh, it's cold, bud. It's really cold. It's freezing, and I hate it. I absolutely hate it. Just coming over here. So Whitney's got the nice car. She's got the heated seats and everything. I got the old truck. It takes like twenty minutes for my heat to. Us taco guys. Oh man, the heat takes like twenty minutes for the heat to actually be warm. Meanwhile, I'm just blowing cold air in my face for the first 15 minutes. Uh, not not a fan. 
not a fan. So winter's here. So we're going to talk a little bit of winter. Uh, are, is there anything you're looking forward to about winter, this winter? I look forward to one, two things. First thing is the holidays in the winter. Right. Thanksgiving, Christmas, my two faves. Thanksgiving being number one. Dang. Christmas number two. I love to eat. I'm fat. So hey, that's why it good. is the way it is. So when winter comes, that's A. Two, I look forward to it snowing when I'm not working because <laughs> I have so much fun playing outside with Charlotte and like sledding and just those kind of things. Like I look forward to it. But if it snows when I got to work or anything like that, you can I'll be pissed all day. But yeah. if I'm at home or it's a weekend and Charlotte's like, hey, dad. I want to go sledding or I want to go outside and build a snowman. Sign me up. I'm in. 100%. That's what that's what gets me excited uh for winter time. What about you? What's your favorites? I uh so I don't like winter at all. I, I said that. I don't that. know if anyone actually likes it. Well, I mean, so I haven't this past winter I had a winter, but before that I had 7 or 8 years where I didn't have a winter. I was in Hawaii, Virginia, Georgia, Bama. You were just winter didn't hot exist. all the time. It was awesome. Yeah. Like the the winters down in Georgia and Bama were like fall here. So yeah. it was like winters were amazing. So there are some things I like though. So I'm looking forward like the holidays. Uh I like Christmas. I'm not a big Thanksgiving guy. Um but everyone just is seems to be in a better mood. Everyone and, is happy, yeah, right? Yeah. It it's pretty awesome so i enjoy that part of it and also with that how the grinch stole christmas watch it every year at yep. least probably two or three times what about elf elf i like but dude how the grinch stole christmas like me and the wife just sit there and watch it and just recite the whole movie to yeah. each other yeah the it's whole a great time. movie because we've watched it so yeah. many times. Like, Jim Carrey as the Grinch is the ultimate. So and, good, yeah. Like, one of my favorite Christmas songs is his version of, you know, Mr. Grinch. Yeah. So, really looking forward to that. Can't wait to get that going. Um, and aside from that, uh, as far as what I'm looking forward to, I like snow. I do. But, like, I need a lot of it. Oh, yeah. You can't just have that little, like... I hate the misty yeah. amount that's like just dusting the ground because it's just annoying. At if that it's point. gonna be cold, make it cold enough to snow and be give me you know, a foot a ton of snow. Yeah, I I the now what I'm not looking forward to as we get into the next part of it is if it does if I do get all that snow at my job we have to plow our lot and everything yeah. which makes our like we already are super busy so having to add anything else to the plate. Not great, and I'm sure you'll get into this too with your job, like mm-hmm. driving in the snow and everything. Not looking forward to it. No. Oh, one honorable mention, real quick, on the things I'm looking forward to in the winter. This is one of the things I actually like about winter is you get to transition into a whole new wardrobe. Yeah. All oh, the sweaters, the hoodies, yes. the co- yeah. I agree. Something that you know you sweatpants. Uh, 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 yeah, a whole segment of your closet. You've been just 
ignoring for yeah. nine months you get to get back into and i can't wait to get all yeah. the joggers out yeah i have so many pairs of joggers and i'm just like i w- i mean i'll wear them to bed i love it. i'm so cold and i'm like give me the joggers right i'm all about it i throw some jammies on some oh. star wars jammies and just that's the one thing about christmas i'm a big f- proponent of and i don't know when this started but my mom would always gift, like, we used to get a gift on Christmas Eve. Like, it was just always like that. I used to be able to pick one thing that I wanted to get. Plus, my mom would give another gift, or and my dad, and it was just pajamas. Oh. And so, like, th- putting on those pajamas and then wearing them to bed, and they're like, you know, those fleece pants with oh, the... Yeah. I mean, I'm freaking wearing a pajama... A uh, long sleeve shirt right now, I'm but a it's a thirty like, year old man, and I asked Whitney's family for, for a new pajam- set of Star Wars pajamas. Hell yeah, Christmas. hell yeah! That's I love that's, that. I completely can understand. that. I hope so. they get you some that just have Chewbacca all over. Oh, dude, it. I got two sets from them already. That's incredible. So I already wore one for the podcast. So. <laughs> that's so true. It's it's what are you not looking forward to for winter though? Mine's just how bad people are driving. And, like, like we both said for work, just I mean, You're I'm gonna be on the road. Yeah, and I'm gonna be up in places where they get an ungodly oh, amount of yeah. snow. <laughs> North so East, yeah, it's luck. just one of those things where that's honestly what I'm least looking forward to is because people literally don't know. Like, okay, it's shitty out here. We need to take our time. You got the dude going by you at the normal speed limit. Then he fishtails out in front of everybody because he's got to stop last minute. Or the person who's just like going four miles an hour and you're like, okay, you can go a little faster right. than four. Like, it's, it's just ridiculous. a, it's a cluster. Dude, we're walking out of the restaurant earlier tonight. You know that uh, intersection at Old Town Dublin? Yeah. Like the main one? Yeah. We're <laughs> sitting there waiting across the crosswalk. Two cars slam into each other head on right in front of us. Are you serious? The absolute dickens. Out of Did me. you stay and like fell out a police report? No, I we watched them and obviously they're like both cars smashed up. Right. We're like we got to get out of here, so we went around and <laughs> they were literally dipped. obviously they held up traffic, yeah. but that just reminded me of that. So yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's supposed to be a very snowy winter. So yeah, I'm excited. Hopefully. Hopefully it's snowy enough, but the roads. Hopefully ODOT's got their shit together this year. They usually do. All right, let me ask a question now. All right, what do you want Santa to bring you this year? Oh, that's uh. I, someday, my daughter's gonna listen to this, and hopefully your kids right. too. And they're gonna be like, you guys talked about Santa. Yeah, of course yeah, we did. Hell yeah, we did. Can't talk. Can't come up into a Christmas podcast and not talk That's, about Santa. Exactly, and we're still a month and away. We're from still Christmas. not even through Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I can't wait for the Thanksgiving episode though. Which, speaking of, be on the lookout for that because I can't wait to talk about all the great food. Because uh, yeah. I'm just gonna be smash. I mean, smashing a. But I'm gonna be absolutely on one talking about. All how good the food is because my mom. I'll goes, be the anti point to you because I. Hate but the thing is, is that you, I told you you have to come get a plate at least like just pick it up and take it home because <laughs> I know you'll be here so you can taste the food 
So when we talk about it on the episode, you can be like, okay, you're right. This corn casserole is ridiculous. I, you have to. I okay. think you absolutely have to. I'm obligated to for You're the off, cat. Exactly. Be, just like the, the food food part. <laughs> we ha- we're obligated to – I, could, I couldn't get it out. The food segment. Just like we're obligated to go to the restaurant to eat. You're yeah. obligated to eat a Thanksgiving plate from my house <laughs> so you can taste the food. Oh, yeah. Since, right. Especially since you'll be alone. Right. Since we have to work like hooligans. Yeah, like, I know, right? But Jeez. what do you want Santa to bring you for Christmas? Well, I mean, I already talked about the... Uh, the Santa pajamas, the, but that's not coming from Santa. Star Wars pajamas. Or Star, so. I said Santa pajamas, but I meant yeah. Star Wars pajamas. Uh, this year, what would I like Santa to bring me? Um, let's see. I have a feeling I know what you're going to say. So should I just say what I think you're going to say? Yeah, go ahead. I think you want Santa to bring you a stream deck. Uh, Steam Deck? Steam Deck, yeah. I would, but if you're in the game right now, you'd know it got pushed back to February. I, see, I'm not, so yeah, I didn't know that. It got pushed back to February. So, let's see. I would like Santa to bring me. That's pretty deep. Pretty deep. Okay. I'd like to, Santa to bring me a new addition to the Brawley family. Hey! Alright, let's hope so. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's hope so. Tell the stork to take the day off. That's right. And uh, let me know. Just a just a little message. You don't. Have, it ain't gonna come yet. Right. Just a little message. Hey, uh, there's a there's a there's a new new person coming. I'd lo- I'd love it. That'd be yeah. incredible. That'd be great. We can get the kiddos together. I mean, mine will be, you know, a few years older. <laughs> right. But uh, regardless of situation, yeah, you know. That'd be the, the a great Christmas present from Santa. How about you? You know, I would love for the same thing, to be honest. But so we'll see what happens. But if I'm really thinking about what I would want Santa to bring me, besides that, because obviously that would be great. And this isn't gonna happen, but two thousand twenty two Brown season tickets. <laughs> Oh boy! That's what I would love for Santa. I can't even me. imagine how much those cost. Oh, it's because it's just un- the Buckeye season yeah. tickets are absurd. Well, well, one seat for Buckeyes next year is five fifty now. They've dropped the price for a season. For a season, five hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, but do you see how you pick your seats? It's by oh, how your much seat, you donate. Your seat deck for sure. It's by how much you. But donate. you got season yeah. tickets. I'll sit in section three twenty at the Brown Stadium, no issue. If I get the season tickets, I'm not worried. You're going to drive to Cleveland, like, that much? Well, 17 weeks, you're playing eight home games, probably, so eight weeks you got to drive. I already drive up there a couple times a week anyway. What's (laughs) the difference? One more day. Yeah, like, build a a uh, sleeper deck. Well, I'm off on Monday. Dude, I've honestly, I've seen on Craigslist, I can't tell you how many times, like, just really old RVs, and I'm like, let me get that as the tailgate mobile. There you go. And then you go up there, and then you just sleep Dude, in it. Just hit me up, because I've looked up so many YouTube videos about converting vans. Oh, I'd love to do that. That's been one of my, like, I've always wanted to do it, but I we don't should have buy, a spendable income or a house that we I should, We should buy a... Podcast van. Uh, 
Emma's sister has an RV that she's selling right now. I don't want an RV. I want a van. I want well, something it's I can like take. a, it's a small RV. It's from Is like it? the eighties. Oh, dude, we could get it painted Columbus that, uncut on the side. Exactly. Tailgate decked out, cool rims. Right. Ugh. Excuse me, sorry. So but season tickets to the Browns. Season tickets to the Brownies. All right, I like if it. If not, another family member. There you go. You got any big plans for the winter, you and Emma? No, I mean, we we get together with the fam uh, on these holidays. Like, we usually go some, to her mom and dad's for Thanksgiving. This year, with just how, how busy the year's been and everything, like, her mom and dad were like, we forgot. We're not getting everybody together. Her and her sister doesn't live in Ohio, and her brother's got to work on Thanksgiving. So, it's just, it didn't work out, so... This year we're just gonna chill at home. I think my mom and dad are coming over. You're coming to catch the pl- catch a plate because you have to. Uh, yeah, I gotta meet mom and dad. Exactly. Too. Yeah. So I mean, but normally it's more of a thing. We go up to back to Fremont, and it's Emma's mom and dad's entire family at their house, and we do a big thing, and it's awesome. Uh, and then at Christmas time, everybody comes here. Not like their whole extended family, but, like, Emma's mom and dad, her brother's sister, my mom and dad, everybody comes here, and we do, like, a two-day thing. Like, Christmas Eve, we play games and party all night long. It's great. And then Christmas Day, Emma cooks a bomb breakfast every single time. She doesn't tell anybody what it's going to be until the morning of. And last year was, like, this breakfast casserole that had – Biscuits and eggs and oh, hash. Sheesh. Oh, dude, it was ridiculous. Goodness. Um, so we'll do that, and uh, we're not we're not like the type to celebrate New Year's Eve like anymore. Yeah, like, I'll be working. I I can't I even gotta work New Year's. I can't stay stay up to even watch the ball drop. Like it's not a big thing. It's ten thirty like right when, now when we're doing this, yeah. and like. I feel I like it's a college younger person holiday. It is, it's, yeah. It's, and if you're single, it's a holiday for you too because you want to kiss some rando at midnight I guess, and yeah. think you're gonna marry him or something. Yeah, shit. I'm long asleep. I'm not even kissing mm-hmm. my wife at midnight. So no, they don't even want to be kissed at midnight. No, no. Nope. Be honest. Yeah, we don't really have any big plans either. This Thanksgiving with the family down here in Columbus, looking forward to that. Not Thanksgiving, but that Saturday, Ohio State, Michigan. Oh, yeah. My family's all getting together to watch the game over at my cousin's in Worthington. Oh, really. I was going to say, we're going up to Fremont if you're going to be up there. No, no. Really looking forward to that. Yeah. Something I always used to enjoy. One of my, like growing up, my family. Always got together for the holidays. It was my my family, the Brawley side, Habitzel side of the family. Just always got together, had big, you know, family get-togethers. And it doesn't happen as much anymore because obviously everyone's grown up. Right. Cousins got kids. You know, grandparents are going this way, that way with each grandkid, all that stuff. So, um always good when we can get together and we're all huge ohio state fans so i'm sure it's gonna be a great great day well your Um, dad's a big whiskey guy isn't he (laughs) kev will drink whatever well uh, you see to the right here all the whiskey take him a bottle and say i've got whiskey at home gift from caleb because i can't drink all that shit 10 a.m at kelly's island for my birthday getting 
whiskey on the rocks. See, you I'm know? I'm the 10 a.m. Kelly's Island. Give me a bush light. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it was a. So yeah, it'll be a fun day, and then Christmas. Really, no plans. So my mom's birthday is Christmas Eve. Oh. So, um, definitely, I planning to take. That's a Friday. Planning to take that day off. Go home. Be with the fam. Growing up, so I wasn't. I let's just say Santa always brought the presents a night early. Okay. So because he knew my mom's birthday right. was Christmas Eve, I always opened my presents Christmas Eve. Smart guy. He he knew, so he dropped them off a night early. Yeah. And I always opened my presents Christmas Eve growing up, so yeah. it was always pretty fun. Um, Christmas morning we'd save a couple, and I obviously I'd have some presents as well. Um, but so it was always a get together with my mom's side of the family. So we'll probably do that for Christmas Eve. Last thing, I don't know, me and Whitney will talk about it probably, but past couple of years we wanted to go to like a resort, like a ski resort or something. She's always wanted to ski. I've snowboarded in the past. Yeah. Um, maybe just go some, see if we can go to like, uh, what is it? Mad River. Mad River. I yeah. used to be a snowboard instructor there. Really? Yeah. yeah. See if we can go there for a couple of days or something. Do something just to enjoy the fact that it's cold and, and go yeah. from there. But that's really it. Last thing, do you have any holiday traditions that you're looking forward to? Uh, I have two. So the two, well, three, sorry. Two, uh, the first one is Thanksgiving. We have a tablecloth that goes on the table. And my family is known for just having random people to our Thanksgiving. Like, literally, no joke. Good story. My mom obviously has worked at Ohio State for a while. One year, she got involved with some international student organization, and she invited four kids that were from overseas over to our house for Thanksgiving, like, a day before Thanksgiving. And they were like, yeah, sure. And, like, we didn't know them from Adam. And they didn't really speak that good of English, and they just came and ate food with us and played games and what like it was, it was actually honestly so cool, but it was also <laughs> kind of like weird at the same time. But like, the, my mom read this thing a long time ago, and we have this white tablecloth, and every single year you sign your name, and you write something like about the year or whatever, and then you put the year on it. So you, it, this tablecloth, I'm not even kidding you, we started this probably my senior year of high school, so 2010. So it's been going for about 11 years now. And it has people's signatures that aren't even alive anymore. Jeez. On this, and every year we pull this thing out and we look at it. And it, like, since my grandpa passed away, you know, uh, last Thanksgiving, uh, it's cool to look back at because he was there at every Thanksgiving. So it's cool to look at his stuff. A good buddy of mine, his dad was at one of our Thanksgivings, and he's no longer with us. His signature's on there. Like, and those four international students, like they didn't even write in English on the. So who do they could have been like? This sucked. Like who who knows what they wrote? But it's on there. I mean, it's just wild. Like to look at it every single single year, and the and the thing you're supposed to do, because I mean, our dining room table expands out. You can fit like twenty people at it, and this tablecloth fits the whole way, and it has a ton of white space left on it. It's supposed to be one of those things where, like, it started with my mom. We don't host Thanksgiving, but 
we try to get together at least like on Christmas or whatever. So we, we put it out for either Christmas or Thanksgiving. We put it out and we have everybody sign it. And then eventually when Charlotte's old enough, you know, I'll give it to her. And then she'll have it when we die, you know, and like it, and or she'll decide not to have exactly it whatever, and be able to look morbid. right, and then look back and like think about, you know, my grandpa signed this in two thousand what or two thousand ten, you know, and it's going to be twenty whatever. That's absurd. It, it's grandpa's it's, existed in twenty. Right, <laughs> that's the other reason you have to get a plate because you got to sign the thing, oh, yeah. put your put your name on it um so besides that uh on christmas day or i should say christmas eve is the next one emma and i have a christmas eve party here every single year we get together with our friends and family and we come down here in the basement we have an aggressive amount of christmas ales hey and we play board games and it's a blast like maybe i'll have to invite mom over for that for her birthday yeah 100 percent Kevin, mom, it's time there, to come Kevin, over. Kevin exactly. and Holly. Let's let's That's get. That's why it. your name's Holly. I mean, Holly Lee. It, it makes sense. Christmas Eve. And then the last one is on Christmas Day. The tradition is we do this game. I know it sounds weird, but it's called Find the Pickle. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew you were gonna laugh because definitely sounds sexual. Oh, but I know but it's where you put it on the Christmas tree. Yes, yeah. you put there's a fa- a plastic pickle. <laughs> And you put it in the Christmas tree, and then everybody who wants to, who obviously didn't see, and my mom is the one who always hides it. Yeah. Uh, you get to go after it, and if you find it, uh, it's always a gift card for like fifty yeah. bucks to Amazon or whatever. So, uh, that's the other one. And I remember the first year, my mom was like, "We're gonna play Find the Pickle." I was like, "I'm not gonna play that because <laughs> I don't know what the hell you guys are talking about." But. Those are the traditions you got that some serious traditions going. Uh, these two holidays are like yeah. The the other ones well except July 4th. Yeah. When my grandpa was still alive, it was July 4th was always the family reunion or whatever, so the family would always get together, but Thanksgiving and Christmas were the two where it was like we are all getting together and doing something. I don't care if you hate everybody, you don't whatever it is. This is what's happening. Yeah. And with families expanding and whatever, like it's just getting more yeah. and more fun at this rate. What about you? Uh well, I don't like you just I don't have much to follow up from that cuz I don't really have many traditions well, like I said. We're just a wacko family, so it's fine. Yeah, so like I said, kind of alluded to some of mine already. Uh, mom's birthday is the Christmas Eve, so always got get together Christmas Eve, and Santa brings our presents at night early, so always got to open them at night early. Other than that, Thanksgiving, not really a big, big family thing. Uh, something that Whitney and I really like to do for Christmas, so something I'm hoping we can catch this year, I gotta see if it's streaming, is... So one number one tradition for us is we gotta watch how you know how the Grinch stole Christmas. Oh we yeah, talked about that. Right. Okay. Next is Krampus. You know I haven't really watched that, but I've I've heard a lot of people watch that like on Christmas. Oh, it's a great Christmas movie. Um, you go in, so we go in thinking it's gonna be a scary Christmas movie. It t- turns out to be like a. It's scary, but like uh, kind of like joke scary type thing. Okay. So it turns out to be pretty good. So that's another one. 
Outside of that, we don't really have many traditions. Tradition every year is for Whitney to want to put the tree up and it turn into a fight because I don't want to. Oh, yeah. That's, nor- that's, that's normal. That's normally a tradition right there. That's about it. Hey. I don't have cool tablecloths. Well, like, shit's going to change because you're going to sign the tablecloth this year. Yeah. And Kevin and Holly are coming over on Christmas Eve, and we're going to celebrate Holly's birthday. There we go. And having a grasp amount of Christmas sales. One Probably night. record an episode, and we're going to call it the parents' episode. There we go. I think that's That'd perfect. That'd be great. I love my parents. I love being an adult with my parents and it's hanging great, out isn't with it? them. It's amazing. So They become... Not as much of parents, they become way more friends. Friends. I had I had parents or I had friends you who had, had parents. parents. <laughs> I had friends who had parents who were like that growing up and I never really understood yeah, that. And same. now as I get older, it's it's pretty But awesome. I think I like that better. I do too. It's, I wanted I, my parents to be parents when I was a kid. Right. Now that I look now, at it, but yeah. now you're like you're my friend, I can just call you and be like, Hey, I'm super hungover but when you're twenty years old and you're like uh, they're like, mm, yeah. Hey, maybe don't look do upon that. you yeah. with judgment, right? Exactly. All right, so I'll let you close it out with yes. what we have to do yes. over the next. Okay, week. so we have obviously a holiday coming up, so we got a little bit more free time, uh, even though we still have to kind of work, but an extra day off. Um, we promised my buddy Trent, who's a fan of the show, that we would watch the movie Troll Two. And like the busy men that we are, we've forgot to do that. So it is a plan that this week, uh, before the next episode, the day after Thanksgiving, that Troll 2 has to be watched, and we will give our review this upcoming Friday um, so that we can give Trent the reaction from us that he's really looking forward to seeing. I talked I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago that we were going to watch it and I expected him to like text me and be like I can't wait for you guys to watch it. Didn't say shit, so he's probably hasn't listened. Yeah, that's alright. Which is fine, but we'll still do a review to we'll it. Do, and honestly, if the movie movie review thing becomes popular, maybe we should make it more of a. We could do a separate segment. Yeah, or a separate. Just a quick sewed. quick overview type yeah, thing, something like that. Sewed, so we don't go into like a two and a half hour episode. Right, exactly. <laughs> Which we thought this was going to be a short episode, and right now we're looking at. An hour and forty minutes. So we're we're we we and that's the thing. Get with us, us together. That's why we wanted to start this. I know. That's and why we wanted to start this. You get us together, and we just we knew it was going to happen, and it's exactly what we thought. So yeah. next week uh, we actually don't have a guest. I don't believe um, we're considering uh, talking to our wives uh, potentially in the next episode. Uh, Sean's wife is more interested in being on the pod than mine she is. She brings it up to me all the time. She's just itching. Okay, to get well on then here. that's what we're we're I'm putting it out in the world right now. Next week is the wives episode, and it might just be Sean's wife because <laughs> mine doesn't want to be on the airwaves. But uh, we will make that happen because it's about time we had another guest before we get into our big guest segments. Yeah, coming up. So we need some practice. We need some yeah. practice. Um, but we will have a Thanksgiving episode uh, the day after because we'll all, right. all still be here. And yeah. Sean and I will have worked, so we're going to need to drink beers and and uh, let it all loose. So 
A normal week for Look, me. Looking forward to uh, <laughs> next week's episode and uh, seeing what happens. So I'll let Sean uh, close it out. But uh, thank you all for listening and uh, looking forward to next week's episode. All right. Thanks, everyone, again for listening this week. One last reminder. Please follow us on social media. Our Twitter, at Columbus underscore uncut. Our Instagram, at Columbus underscore uncut. We will link our link tree in the show notes. You can go to our link tree and find any of our websites there. So you can find our Twitter, our Instagram, our Discord, where you can join our Discord server and talk to us personally. And also our Teespring page where you can go on there and buy merch such as hoodies, T-shirts, mugs, and glasses, things along those lines. All, All the accessories. So by all means, check us out on social media. Please give us a follow, a like, whatever you see from us. Um, and we appreciate you listening. Thanks. Have a good weekend. Please don't stop the music. music.